Welcome back to another week of Dungeons and Dragons and Bears. Oh my. I am Patrick, your host and DM for this all-original D&D campaign. This week, we have another special episode where we will be catching up with Glugtar, Zavros, and Diana Fire to find out what they have been up to while they are returning home to check in to see if anybody has any information about the cult that attacked Noviat. So, Zavros, I think the last time that we left you, you had just been speaking with the Merciful Divine via hologram, uh, and she asked you to go back to your monastery, correct? Right. Correct. Cool. Um, so, we will pick up with you. Um, is there anything that you want to do on your way to the monastery? Do you just want to head straight there? Uh, you no. were in Noviat, which is relatively close to where you needed to go. Yeah, he, he ended up pretty close. And no, he doesn't really have, like, again, like, he... He pretty much maintains uh, the monk tradition. Like, there's not a lot on him. There's not a lot going on. Like, he's just kind of up and ready to go at any moment's notice kind of thing. Okay. So you kind of just walk through the mountains. So you would leave straight north from Noviat, uh, kind of head up into the mountains, and then start going up kind of a long, perilous path up into uh, Varhatas, which uh, is where you had been training to be a monk. And when you arrive there, uh, you'll see an old, familiar face. Uh, who has aged considerably uh, since you last saw him. Uh, six years have passed, uh, and Wiljian, your former trainer uh, and mentor, is going to just walk out, and the biggest grin is going to uh, pop up on his face. Say, is that Zavros? Is, is that you? Wiljian, it's been a long time. Oh, How are you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm much better now that I see you are here and safe. Come on, how, how have you been? What what has been going on? Tell I've been everything. I've been doing good. I've been doing much better. I've, I know when I told you when I left, I was going to go and do good works and earn my way back at Imam's side. <clears throat> Try to die a warrior's death. So I have been, I started slowly going from little village to little village and doing what I could and slowly increase until now that I'm at the at the Queen's Guard and helping her and just trying my best just to do as much good and and prove my love through good works and how has that been going for you it still f doesn't I, I don't think anything will ever fill the hole in my heart or even is but I know I'm doing the right thing. I know I'm being watched and I'm being judged. And I'm just just trying to leave the path behind me clearer than it was before. I feel in my heart this is what I need to be doing. And, and so are you here to stay? Have you finally decided to return home? The Merciful Divine has asked me to return back to my monastery. I figured this would be a good time to cleanse my spirit, to, to meditate, to reconnect and find my center again and just and just spar and improve my skills but mostly just to kind of like recenter myself yes that that makes sense I, I knew it was too good to to ask that you return for good but come 
let's go inside and, and have some tea. And we can catch up. You can enlighten an old man with your, your tales of adventure and bravery. And he kind of ushers you to come inside. All right. Cool. So we will flash forward. He uh, heats up a, a kettle over an open flame and, and pours some hot water over some loose leaf tea uh, and, and gestures for you to sit down. I'm guessing at this point we have gone through like the hidden door and we're back in the monastery. We're back yeah. in the monastery, right? So you're back in the monastery. You're All inside. Right, and tell me why why the merciful divine has sent you here. On our last mission, we were sent to investigate a tower that she hadn't heard back from in a while. On our way there, we ended up seeing uh, shadowy creatures with glowing purple eyes, and eventually ran into a cult we believe called the Kenes Venatici. Uh, they were all had masks that were black with stars painted on them. Their leaders was was pure white. They had some sort of sphere that had stopped time, and we didn't get to see what they were doing. Like we came in, you know, broke broke the orb that had stopped time, and and defeated them. The cultists got away. The the leader. Well, this is alarming. But, I... but she sent me like to to come back to the monastery and investigate and see if my order had heard and knew anything, even whispers, the, the tiniest bit of information about this cult. We don't know. There's no whispers of, of current about them. But that name does ring a bell. I don't know if this is the same one. It couldn't be. They were, they were, they were defeated. They were as a voice. I don't know if that helps. And he says... Centuries ago, there was another group that called themselves the Canis Venatici. This this was before any of us were alive. Even the elves, who are currently alive, weren't born yet. And they sought to overthrow the world. They started one of the Great World Wars. They, they were defeated, though. I, I don't know if this is that group re-emerging. Or maybe taking their name. Maybe it's a coincidence. I I don't know. And tell me of this orb that that you spoke of. The leader had it with her on top of the roof, and it was kind of glowing and pulsing. And one of the members of my party shot it with an arrow and shattered it, so it wasn't very strong. It is very alarming. I don't know anything about magic that can be contained in an orb like that. And it, what, what did you say it did? It appeared to have stopped time, but it didn't affect anyone who came out. Like it didn't stop any of us. We came through it, but all the guards of the tower were frozen. Like you couldn't move them at all. Like frozen in time. Things in the tower were frozen in time. Like droplets of water and specks of dust. And hmm. I've never seen anything like it. I've never heard of anything like that. And and you said there were animals that attacked you. Going to the tower, and, uh, animals with, with who didn't really have eyes. It was more of a, a glowing purple light coming from their sockets that attacked us. So and, when, and when we killed them, they dissipated into nothing. It appears that maybe they are the same. And he, he stands up. Uh, and he kind of goes over and, and finds an old book uh, that's kind of like on the bottom of a shelf and he, he blows the dust off of it 
Uh, and he opens it up and you can see that it's a, a history book written in a language that you don't that you don't know it's like uh, but it like looks a little familiar so it'd be kind of like if we were to look at something that was written in old english or like even more right. than, like you might recognize like words or letters here or there but like overall it might not make complete sense yeah um but you see some drawings and you see animals uh that have purpley eyes but it's like a drawing of it so it doesn't really look yeah. exactly like what you saw and it says the the history books tell us of the last time the canis venatici sought to overthrow the world there were similar things that started happening these animals and tell me did were they dressed like this and he turns the page uh, and you see the the black porcelain mask uh, with stars all over it uh, on like a black hooded figure that's exactly how they looked exactly well this this cannot be good and we must stop them they cannot be allowed to to start up this war again it almost brought all of Siphondil to to its knees last time. I fear you're not ready for a fight like this, though. I don't feel that I am. I was I was overpowered almost immediately. I think it's time that we talk about our and ways. Dad, and Zavros has like a questioning kind of like puzzle, like what more could that like? Like he doesn't say it, but like you get the impression looking at his face, like he's just like, what do you mean, it's, like? It's time for you to finally give in to the true power of our goddess and give in to the night the way that we all have. What do you mean, give in to the night? I thought I'd... I've been in this monastery for 18 years. I thought I knew, I knew everything. You knew what you needed to know at the time. These stories of the heart and love would save people. That's not who... Who we are, that's not reality. Love is a curse. Look at what it's done to you. I'm just... Zavros is just looking at him like he's just... Blank stare, like just in shock. Like... Like like a slap in the face and a ice cold bucket of water at the same time. Just like... Like wood. Like... He's just speechless almost. We are part of the sect of the night. We did not tell you that before. Because... We thought that it would have destroyed you. You were so heartbroken. Was was Eamon in this sect? Yes, he was. I'm so confused. I, I feel like I need, I need to know more, but I'm just so confused. It will come to you. Most of our trainings have been in the sect of the night. You just were unaware. I believe you. I trust you. You have not led me astray so far. In giving in to the night, you can become more powerful than you ever thought. I'm, I'm willing to do anything just to fight this evil, and I feel like this is, this is the point. This is what I need to do to earn my way back to him. Well, come, come with me then, and if you will give an old man... Yet another chance to, to train you. I shall show you the ways of the shadows. And Zaros is just like his his face is set. It's kind of gone un, unemotional again, and he's ready. 
and you can see it like that you can see in his body language that he's ready to he's kind of going back into that monk mindset where he's 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 readying his mind and his body like to, to, to take on this new training so you will begin your training to become a way of the shadow monk after just discovering that you are actually part of the sect of the night shadow monk so after you've been training for about a week um, you are finally ready to go, and as you are getting ready in the morning to leave, Wiljian comes up to you to send you off on your journey. It is, it is sad to see you go, Zavros. It has been such amazing time having you back here, but I know that you must. It's time for me to continue my path. You have trained well, and Imim would have been proud. I feel like he was watching over me and I just I could feel his presence being back in the monastery I could feel his presence in the training and everything that you showed me I know this is right and I think that he would have wanted you to have this and kind of in front of him which was uh, kind of just like a bundle of looked like a bundle of like rags and stuff or like a, a towel kind of uh, folded up kind of unrolls it and there is a short blue uh, short sword that is like has a soft blue glow to it. And he kind of picks it up with the cloth and hands it to you. It says, this was to be his, but now you are ready. I can't thank you enough for this gift. I feel like a piece of him is with me now. And when you look at the handle, um, you see that uh, Emim's name is engraved in there, uh, kind of in very elaborate font. Uh, and it's kind of has like a jeweled uh, handle. Zavros very very lightly kind of rubs like his his kind of fingers like over like the lettering very softly and just kind of looks far away in his eyes like he's like lost in thought and memory. But then immediately snaps out of it and then you know realizes where he's at, what's going on, and who's in front of him and who's clearly waiting for his response and. He just looks at Wiljin. This means more to me than I can ever explain, ever explain to you. I can ever describe to you. It why does it? Why does it glow blue, though? It is to help guide the way when it is too dark to see, and times are about to get very dark. But it can also help conceal you when it is not dark enough. I will spend much time learning this weapon and practicing with this weapon and discovering its secrets. Yes, now you must go back. And I do hope to see you again, my dear boy. I'm sure I'll be back. Like, I still feel like there are, there's more to learn. I've, now that I've, I know this much about the way of the shadow and the sect of the night, I, I just know... I know you're not going to tell me, but there is more, but you'll let me know when the time is ready, and I know that Sully will guide me back. I do hope so. Farewell. Then Zavros just tucks the sword sword into his like sleeve of his gi and very quietly and very slowly bows and then turns and walks away.
So, Glugtar, the last time we spoke with you, you were resting up the night in Novia with some of the rest of your party, uh, kind of with orders from the Merciful Divine to go back to Vulcan to check in with your captain there, uh, your general, uh, to see if they can give you any information about this cult or kind of what's been going on. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, is there anything you want to do or do you just want to head straight to... Uh, I want to go ahead and head straight there. So, are they as are they are they more interested in the cult info, or are they more interested in the mission from the with the Merciful Divine to find the person of interest? So, the Merciful Divine is sending you to go check in on the cult. Okay, to get information. Gotcha. Um, so that's why she's asking you to go back to talk to them. Okay, so you will okay. teleport. Uh, straight from kind of the guard tower at Noviat to kind of the Royal uh, Army uh, facility in Vulcan. Uh, and when you get there, um, it is kind of a, a slower day. Uh, not a whole lot is going on. Uh, and you are greeted by your former general, Ian Bloodrage, uh, who is going to come up and say, Glugtar, it has been way too long. I am happy to see you are well. What what brings you back? Oh, uh, I had a mission that uh, sent me away for a while. I need to uh, debrief and let everyone know what's what's been going on in my current uh, in my current travel. Yes, yes, of course. And we have things that we need to talk with you about. And as he's talking. Uh, he kind of trails off a little bit, and a female half-orc kind of walks up behind him, uh, who you would know to be as Nini, uh, Nini Bloodrage, who is Ian's wife, and says, Glugtar, welcome back. We must talk. Hi, Good to see ya. <laughs> we need... And I'm a little... It's feeling really awkward right now. <laughs> there is... There is many things that we need to talk about, Glugtar. I, I trust everything is going well with your relationship ra- relationships down in Soli. Uh, yeah, those those relationships are going pretty pretty good. Um, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of things are going on of, of interest to us uh, that uh, we should probably still keep a hand in. Great. Well, please, uh, you, you must join us for dinner. I. I can't imagine they have good food down in the south. So. Oh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, uh, I couldn't bother you. I, I really need to uh, just kind of do my debriefing and then uh, get back to work. And Ian's gonna say, "No bother. Uh, please, we will have the official debriefing over dinner. Please come. Um, some of the things that may have changed uh, since you took leave. Uh, my, my wife has now become." Uh, one of the prime ministers, and will be in charge of all of your dispatchments. Oh wow! Congratulations, and of course I will join. Uh, sure. And they thank you. Uh, and Nini kind of just turns and, and walks away, and uh, Ian kind of lingers back for a second and says, "Thank, thank you for for coming tonight. I hope this will not be too awkward." Uh, sure. Um, does she have any idea as to what uh, our our relationship or? No, no, no. Of of course not. Okay. 
Uh, I just wanted to make sure that, uh, yeah, I'm not getting, uh, you know, it, it's awkward. Yes, well, I can assure you that it will be the utmost professional of dinners tonight. Sure, great. Okay, and with that, you will uh, turn and walk away. Is there anything you want to do? You have a, a few hours on the day. Would there be anything that you want to do in Vulcan before uh, heading off to dinner? Do you just want to kind of kill time? Anything specific you want to do? Um, just maybe just kind of get a feel for how, how people are feeling there as to what's going on with the political climate and stuff. Is, is there any kind of gossip going on or anything? Or, uh... Yeah, you will hear some gossip um, about Nini's rise to power. Yeah, that's what I'm interested in finding out. If how are people cool with this? How did I mean? This happened pretty quick. It sounds like it did happen very quickly. Some people are. You find her to be a very polarizing figure. Uh, sure. Kind of what you're finding. So there are people who absolutely love her, um, but there's other people who feel that she very much uh, used people uh, to kind of claim her way to the top um, and kind of get the right ear of the king um, very uh, very forcefully um, sure. you would also be told that she definitely has a Calda first uh, political ambitions so she is very much about uh, the superiority of Calda uh, over okay. all of the other countries which isn't too uncommon in Calda sure. yeah um, but she takes a pretty radical approach to it uh, and is basically trying to reinstigate the feelings that uh, all of the other countries have been oppressing them. Got it. Uh, where there has been, there had been some more uh, progressive, I guess, leaders, you could say, uh, in recent years who had been trying to like let the past be bygones. Uh, yes. Everything that happened in the past uh, and try to form like more of a unity uh, where she's trying to kind of reinstill a, a hatred towards uh, the other countries, um, partic oh, okay. particularly over um, the east coast of the island of Kolda. So if you remember okay. on the map, um, Kolda takes up most of the island in the north of the of the world. But the far west part of the island is actually run by Cantharis. So they own, okay. uh, they control the maybe like western quarter of the island. There's a huge mountain range and they control everything to the west. Uh, and so okay. one of her big uh, campaigns has been to push them out of the west and reclaim the island for themselves. Got it. Um, but that's pretty much it. And, you know, there's a lot of people who support her, support this, think that, you know... Uh, a lot of their problems um, do stem from the other ones. So uh, you would also know Calda doesn't have the amount of agriculture that any of the other countries do. It's a very um, rocky, hot climate uh, with like tons of mountains. It's built on what is believed to be an old volcano. Okay. Um, but not like a nice, lush old volcano like Hawaii. Um, right. Think more like Mordor. Almost from Lord of the Rings. Very arid, very, very arid, very dry. Um, any there's like few pockets of trees, but most of the good uh, growing land is what has been taken over by Cantharis. 
Um, and then most uh, items would have to be imported from the mainland. Okay, that's so. Uh, that's who we're relying on for our agriculture. Yeah, you pretty much rely on everyone else uh, from the mainland for agriculture oh. for food. You guys, um, they rely a lot on you guys for weapons. Right? Sure. So you guys are able to, you know, have lots of raw like minerals and ore and and crafting materials that you can get from the mountains and the rocky uh, kind of climate that you guys are in. So that's just kind of like a quick overview of, of Calda. I know we haven't actually been there yet. Um, okay. So you're just going to talk around. Um, and then uh, if you're not going to do anything else, we will just flash forward um, to dinner. So at dinner, okay. there will be three people uh, who are sitting there. So uh, it is Ian, uh, Nini, and then a half orc, half dwarf, uh, who you do not recognize a female half orc half dwarf so it's interesting. it's a an interesting uh combination that's not too common right uh and the other two are both half orcs like you right uh and nini will kind of stand up when you enter and say thank you so much for joining us glugtar uh we must hear how how your missions have been going in the south Sure, great. Thank you so much for having me. Um, the first mission was uh, the Merciful Divine was looking for a person of interest. Uh, she was a little cagey on uh, giving us details about uh, who this person was. Uh, apparently it was a uh, this particular person uh, says claims they come from a different uh, plane or place or they're uh, it sounds like they can do some kind of fast traveling between their world and ours. Uh, I, I wasn't very clear on understanding exactly what was going on and uh, either they were afflicted by some kind of uh, curse where they were shape-shifting or the person could possibly shape-shift uh, but was unaware of his own uh, power which uh, was interesting uh, we, we still didn't get very much background on what uh, what was going on with that with that person but uh, our and kind of got a little sidetrack on uh, getting any more information the merciful divine was pretty you know, clear that we, since we found them, uh, you know, that particular mission was over. Uh, she also sent us on a, uh, a quest to check out a town that uh, normally checks in pretty frequently uh, with her. And upon arriving, uh, there was a possible cult, uh, masked figures who were in the town. Uh, the civilians, or actually not even just the civilians, just everyone else in the town who belong there uh, seem to be frozen in time. Uh, and as you know, the tower in the town uh, is very tall. At the top of it was a glowing orb that we broke, which seemed to uh, lift whatever spell was afflicting the... Um, 
citizens of the town, uh, we ran into another person of interest who was probably the leader of this cult, uh, but she uh, flew away. She just kind of up and up and levitated and disappeared uh, before we could question her very much. No one else in the cult was giving us any kind of good information that we were able to um, uh, get any more idea of as to what's going on, but we have, I think we have possible leads to where other cult members may be, and maybe we can investigate a little further and see what exactly is going on. And as soon as you start, she's, Nini is, you can tell, very much in charge of this conversation. Uh, she's kind of running this meeting. Um, Ian and the other uh, woman are just kind of sitting there eating, um, listening to your story intently. But uh, as you're talking about kind of the person from the other realm, her eyes kind of glaze over. She's not super interested in that. Um, okay. But as soon as you mention the orb, her eyes kind of light up. Uh, she starts paying like very close attention about the orb in this cult. Uh, so she's going to ask you, what... What more can you tell me about this orb? How how was it used? How did it get its power? Uh, those are all great, great questions. I had never seen anything like this before. Um, I, I'm sure they invoked some kind of magic into it. Um, we did, uh, one of the party did take a piece of the orb uh, to investigate, but I... Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I don't know magic well enough to know how any of that actually worked. Of, of course, I, I, I wouldn't expect you to, to understand the magic. She says, um, but this could be very interesting technology for us to have to be able to harness a spell of that power into a simple orb. Imagine what it could do for us. You must bring us back this information uh, when you're able to find it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, it, it, it was just for the town. There were still, you know, it looked like it only affected people from what we could see, or humanoid people anyway. I don't think any animals were affected. And so it jumping, only stripped... jumping in really fast to metagame, uh, the animals were affected. I don't know if you remember, but... They were um, I don't remember seeing any frozen ones, but... Okay. You didn't see any, but you heard, like, a complete lack of animal noises or anything. I don't know if the numbers were never okay. Yeah. Uh, but I can say that outside of the town, there was still wildlife that was moving. Uh, we uh, ran into uh, several spiders and the like. Interesting. And... Um, what else have you learned from the Merciful Divine? How how close have you gotten to her? Um, I respect her. Uh, she keeps herself at a at a bit of a distance. She's she's definitely motivated. Uh, she definitely has her uh, her motivations, and she's a strong leader. Um, and uh, she definitely has her her following for sure. Uh, I think she would be she'd be a good ally if we could align with her. Um, uh, you know, just in general uh, politicking and the like. 
So as soon as you say that, her face kind of grows very sour. Ooh. And says, Glugtar, you always were too free with your uh, devotions of, of respect and admiration for people. Um, she is not one to be respected. She is one to be feared. But you must get close to her. Unlike the ways of old and called a people used to think that we could just get to a better position in life by pure force. But that is not the way of the world anymore. We must find out what is going on inside of that house, inside of that nation, in order to leverage it, to make Kulda a better place. Gain her trust, but don't trust her. Absolutely, my eyes and ears are yours. Thank you very much. And then dinner will kind of just go on as normal. And then uh, after you kind of eat uh, for a little bit, Nini will say, oh, I am so rude. I forgot to introduce you to our our other guest here this evening. Glugtar, meet Jill Skullcrasher. She has risen up to prominence in the army uh, and is one of our latest captains. Uh, one of the most promising captains that we have. Uh, her rise came along with mine. I thought you would be interested to meet her. Hi, it's it's nice to meet you. I'm thinking how odd it is that all of these women are suddenly becoming a rise to power at the same time uh, as I'm saying this. Yeah, and so Jill's going to look over at you and say, it, it is very nice to meet you, Glugtar. Nini tells me such wonderful things about you. Um... And you start getting the impression that, like, maybe she's there as, like, a, a blind date. Oh, interesting. Hi. <laughs> a half dwarf. Wow. Thanks, Nini. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Ian's going to jump in and say, well, yes, 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 we wanted you to meet, but... Um, Mainly, Glugtart, it is time for you to further upon your training. Jill has become one of the best battle masters that we have. And for you being out there all on your own, every advantage that you could have could only be helpful to you. So please, while you are here, I don't, I don't know how long you have before you have to leave, but please go train with her uh, and learn all that she has to offer. Great, yes, absolutely. Anything I can learn is probably going to help me go further in this particular, uh, uh, this uh, particular um, quest that will be going on. And Joel says that sounds great. I will meet you on the battle on the training field promptly at 5 a.m. All right. Okay, so then um, dinner will kind of just proceed as normal. You guys are kind of wrapping up. Uh, it was a huge feast. Um, and then, uh, if you don't want to do anything, I'll assume that you'll kind of retire to your guest chambers, uh, for the evening. Yeah, I, yes. Cool. Um, so then while you're in your guest chambers, uh, you're going to hear a knock at the window. All right. I'll go ahead and uh, check it out. Open the window. And you will see Ian standing there, uh, wanting to come inside. Uh, I'll let him. I... I really hope that that dinner was not too awkward for you, and please don't get 
uh, the wrong impression from Jill. She, she really is one of the best fighters that we have. I, I know my, my wife would like to see you in a relationship with her, but that, that was not my doing. Right. Uh, and you're sure she's not? She hasn't got a whiff of us or anything that's, uh, is this just like a, some kind of political lining or what is, what's going on and what, you know, uh, yeah, what's, what's going on with your wife and, and her and their, their sudden rise? Since you left, things have gotten worse for Calda. The prices on agriculture have soared. People are struggling to find food. We are being charged huge tariffs on anything that we export. With all of that happening, with all of the people starving and the fights erupting over the scarce resources that we have, people were looking for a new voice. And Nini was there to fill that voice, and I am very proud of her. Um, and when she rose, she brought a bunch of her closest confidants up with her. I wouldn't read too much into her wanting to pair you with Jill, other than she knows that I respect you as a soldier. I don't believe she thinks anything else about our relationship. All right, so it's, uh, okay. Got it. And then he's going to kind of reach off uh, to his side where he has a sword sheath and said, it troubles me that you are so far away and I... I never know if you're safe or if I will see you again, and I think the training from Jill will be super helpful. She will teach you how to control a battlefield, be the commander on the field, and use your expertise to to help make you safer and, and more effective, but sometimes that isn't enough. I want to give you this. And he's gonna pull out a beautiful uh, kind of golden sword uh, that is all golden uh, so it's not just like the handle the entire thing looks like it was kind of forged out of uh, some type of like golden material or at least coated in like a gold plate um, okay. and says this was my personal sword and I would like to see you take this with you and let let you know that I am always thinking of you and may this give you the luck that you need to succeed and return home Wow, thanks. It will be like you're by my side even when I'm not here or with you. It is always good to see you, Glotar. Please do not wait so long to come back again. Sure. And with that, uh, he will give you a huge hug uh-huh. and then leave. And then the next morning, uh, you will wake up and will be greeted uh, on the battlefield. Uh, promptly at 5 a.m. by Jill Skullcrusher, uh, who is, unlike last night where she was dressed for like a dinner party, she's in full-on uh, armor, battle gear. Uh, and she kind of looks at you and says, are you ready to begin your training? I am, yes. Okay, so Diana, you... Wake up the next morning after spending the night in uh, Noviat, and they provide you with a teleportation circle, uh, so you can just teleport straight back uh, to the royal palace of Raza, 
uh, which is the, the capital city of Roe. Um, and kind of when you arrive, you are greeted by a slew of uh, kind of workers, uh, so different servants uh, and people who are all very excited to see you um, and say, we, we have been waiting for you to return. Uh, come, uh, King Alcott has much that he wishes to talk to you about. So um, I'm going to let them know that very gracious. Welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to be back. Hold your applause. Um, please lead me to the king. Okay. And I will follow. Uh, so they will lead you to the king who is sitting in his royal chamber. Um, uh, so he's sitting like in like the royal chamber, like the throne room, like where like important uh, like dignitaries would come in. It's a very formal setting. Uh, and he will kind of just be waiting for you to approach him uh, and say, Welcome back, Diana. I trust you have good news to report. Um, not the best news. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, we were in... What town was that? God damn it. Gotta bring up all the stuff. Ill-prepared. So I let them know, you know, the Merciful Divine has, uh, they sent us to a city to go check it out. And upon arrival, it was as time was stopped. Uh, there was a very large magical presence. And eventually we had discovered, and you're going to have to help me out with names here because I'm usually high and I'm sober now. <laughs> <laughs> in character, too. In character. I like to think that Diana is always high. <laughs> she, she's got a drug problem. She's going to be an entire episode where she's like going into like back corners in the city trying to score illegal drugs. She's going to take her lyre or harp and start singing rehab. <laughs> um, <laughs> so... <laughs> We went to the tower, and um, we discovered... I let them know about the orb. Um, I have the pieces of the orb with me that I would uh, request permission to approach to give it to the king so and, that he can uh, inspect. He says, of course, that's, of course that is granted, Diana. Come on, uh, come and show me this magical orb that you, that you speak of. Mm -hmm. And so as... I, I hand it over to the king, and while he's inspecting it, I'm, I say, um, I am really not good at this. <laughs> that, you know, once we shattered the orb, it seemed like the time stop magic came to a halt and everyone reanimated in the city. Um, unfortunately, the purple elf had gotten away before we can stop her. Um, there were many cultists. I take out the um, the mask one of them was wearing. I hand that over also um, to let them know and see if it looks familiar to them. We couldn't really find any uh, literature on who these people are. We checked the library that was there, and we came up with nothing. Okay, um, so however, oh, go ahead. Oh, so you've you've already handed them to him, correct? Yes. So, so he has possession of the mask and the orb. So while you're talking to him, explaining, he's kind of like looking over them, and then he kind of shifts them all to one hand, and then just snaps his fingers and waves at one of his servants, uh, who's like standing behind him, 
uh, to come over and he hands them to the servant and whispers something uh, that you can't hear and hands them over to the servant uh, who walks away with them. Okay. Um, when I see that happen, I ask the king why he called someone over to take them. Do they look familiar? Um, has he seen these before? I say, no, the problem is that they do not look familiar at all. We will have our researchers look into this to see if they can figure out what these what these objects mean or what they are. Sounds like a plan. Um, please keep me informed when you do find out more information. Uh, I mentioned that this individual was a purple elf. Um, we happen to also stumble across another purple elf um, in our travels while we were going to this town. Uh, his name was Malden. Um, although he was kind of wary of us, he did help us um, on this quest. Uh, and I ask, have you ever heard of purple elves in this realm? And he will say, no, we have not heard of purple elves actually existing. They have been written about on ancient fairy tales and lore. But there is no evidence that they have ever actually existed here. Well, unfortunately, my camera was out of battery. And I couldn't take a picture. Damn it. Is there, is there anything else, Diana? So, quick question. I know the Merciful Divine wanted me to find Cadewyn. Are they aware of that mission as well? Did you tell them about that mission? I did not. Then no. but they're only aware of what you would have told them okay I am not gonna tell them about Kate Wynn. okay so the king will uh, kind of rise and say thank you very much for your briefing please come back here tomorrow and hopefully we will have more information about these artifacts that you have brought us um, yes my lord and then and Go ahead. I was going to say, after he says his goodbye, uh, the woman who has been standing kind of silent next to him the entire time, uh, kind of taking notes throughout the conversation, uh, walks up to you and very loudly says, It is nice to have your service return to us, Diana. It is good to see you uh, have returned safely. And then she's going to uh, reach in and give you a hug, kind of a very professional like hug, and says, All of Raza welcomes you back. And then in your ear, she's going to whisper, It is so good to see you, Diana. Come and meet me tonight at our usual spot. And I will whisper back, I will be there. Okay, do you want to do anything else before uh, retiring to your chambers for the rest of the day? Because you would have been here like early on in the day. Is there anything else you want to do? Um, I mean, the city is quite sprawling. Um, are there any places of note in Raza that I would know about that my character would be inclined to go visit? Um, a lot of places of note. I don't know if there's anywhere that you would, uh, really be like, I need to go to that right now. But like, there'd be tons of shopping, uh, tons of, uh, restaurants, pubs, you know, it is a huge, um, it's like a big metropolitan area. Um, but like relatively simple if that makes sense yes it does 
uh, let's see. Do I want to go to the shop for anything? I kind of want to potion up and see if there's better armor for me. Okay. Uh, there will be pretty much anything that you that you want. Um, and we're not going to have like an extended shopping sequence. So if you just tell me what you want to buy, um, I will let you know how much it would cost. Okay. Um, uh-huh. And that's mainly because I haven't created any of the shops that I want to for Raza. That's fine. Um, but yeah, you can definitely spend a day going shopping. All right, potions. What do I need? What do I need? I just want, like, greater healing potions is really what I would like. So a greater healing potion is going to be around 200 gold pieces. A regular, LOL. <laughs> a regular healing potion would be 50 gold pieces. All right. I'm just going to pick myself up two regular healing potions okay so add those into your uh inventory and then take out 100 gold pieces okay and i'm poe so that is all i'm gonna gonna get you won't be able you don't have the money to afford any better armor than you have right now yeah i figured as much all right back down to 120 gold okay uh anything else throughout the day or kind of just hanging out Maybe catching up with friends and then going to meet uh, this woman later on? Well, we've already dis- uh, discussed my drug problem, so she's going to so... go have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> so off to the pub. Okay. Where I'm going to assume I'm well-known. <laughs> you would be well-known, yes. And there's there's many, many pubs, but you're kind of – you've earned your way up uh, as to one of the most – uh, well-known bards within this town, uh, within the country, really. It's it's uh, how you earned your spot in the king's service. Huzzah! And I'll stop in for a drink and greet people, and I'll play a little tune to entertain. Oh, that's nice. Also, you're you're able to drink for free, and uh, I don't have my dice ready. Uh, hold on. Uh, we'll just say that you get around 50 gold pieces in tips. Oh, yay! Throughout the day, like the entire day. Like, that's kind of what you you get through your plane. Sweet. I am... How much would a normal drink cost? Um, Like, one gold piece for just, like, a standard, like, beer. How many people are in the pub at the time? I'll say around there's there, there's probably around... Like, 40 people. Kind of, like, towards the end of the day, like, people have, like, stopped working on their farms and have come into the city. Shops are closing down. Um, so, probably around, like, 40 people congregating. I'm going to be really gracious and buy everyone a drink as I'm leaving. Mm-hmm. So, I will use the tips I got to pay it forward. Yeah, that's very nice. You still have 10, 10 gold pieces left over then. Perfect. And I will take and keep those 10. Cool. So then, uh, as you're heading out, the sun's starting to set. So you will head back to the castle. Uh, okay. And you will head back to the far end of the garden, uh, kind of uh, entering into a hedge maze, almost, and kind mm-hmm. of make your way around, uh, not to the center of the hedge maze, um, but kind of all the way to the far back right corner of the hedge maze, where you see this woman... Uh, who is standing there waiting for you. She says, 
my daughter, it is so good to see you have returned safe. And I'm going to give her the warmest hug. Because I love my ma. She will give you a warm hug back. And then she will just ask you, have you gained her trust yet? I think so. And um, I'm going to tell her, you know, the Merciful Divine, I didn't tell the king, had us on a mission to find an, an elf named Cadwin, who we did discover on our journey. And she is trying to protect him. Um, we've we've been able to keep him safe, but I believe he's returned home for the time being. And she kind of like pauses in thought and says, "Tell tell me more <clears throat> about this boy. What what does he look like? How old is he? Um, is he younger? I I don't really know he, his he's, character um, stats. Um, around like ninety years old, which okay. is really young for a full elf. Okay. So." I'll let her know that. Uh, and he's a wood elf, right? He's a... Well, he he was living where wood elves lives, but he has the blonde hair uh, and I believe blue eyes of a, of a high elf. Oh. Well, I'm going to yeah. put all of those things in the description to her. And I'm going to say that purple elf that we had mentioned earlier, once she fled, we found a picture of Cadewin. Um They seem to be looking for him and his family, and we don't know why. Hmm. I guess it's it's true, and they have found him. You must. What's true, mother? And so she's gonna go on a story and tell you. Not. Um, you're gonna get a sense that she's probably not telling you everything. Um, okay. But that. There were rumors of a child born of both Ro and Sully. And there Is that permitted? No. And the rumors have it that the queen is intending to use this child to attack Ro once again. Are you saying there may be war? Well, you know that we cannot trust the Sullyites. They have a long history of oppressing our people, casting us to live out here, like many of the other in this world. There was rumor about 90 or so years ago that someone high up and solely seduced one of the royals in Roe in order to plot a plan uh, to take over the kingdom once again. Should we let the king know of the boy? Not yet. It is too soon. We must have confirmation. You must bring him here. Would you like him to remain safe? For now, yes. Keep your eye on him. Make sure he stays safe. And try to try to figure out the relationship that he has with the Merciful Divine. See what she will tell you. Well, I can let you know that he was very against being there in her presence. But how is she with him? The only thing I know is she was happy to find him. You must, you must get more information for us. And then K- 
keep in touch with me on, on your stone. Let me know what is going on. Yes, when the mother. time is right, I will inform the king, and then you will bring him back here to us. Would you like me to return to Soli? Yes, you need to get more, more information. As much information as you can find out about who this boy is, about his parents, about his relationship with the Merciful Divine. And find out I what she wants with there. him. She trusts you now. Which is important. Woo! Okay, I will do that. Is there anything else, like, that my mother wants to tell me and that's happened in the time that I was gone, or has it just been, like, business as usual? It's kind of just been business as usual. Uh, <laughs> Uh, but so after you're kind of done talking about that and say, uh, she's going to kind of end say, but I don't want to spend the entire night just talking about work. Come back inside with me. Make sure nobody sees you, but I do have a present to give you. Yes, mom. Uh, so she'll so kind of walk like... away and then you've done this before where like mm -hmm. you will like kind of have to like sneak around uh, and climb up like into her, her bedroom area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll say you do that. You're you're very accustomed to kind of sneaking around uh, because nobody knows that you guys are related. This whole scene, I've pictured this as like Aladdin and Jasmine, <laughs> like except it's mother and daughter. <laughs> like I come to the balcony on my magic carpet, like we're <laughs> hiding in the in the courtyard in the back. Sure. Raja's like, what the fuck? Yeah, there's, a, there's a tiger there for no reason. There's, there's a Bengal tiger just, just chilling out. Um, no, so you all... I had to add my like Disney copyright infringement to right. this episode. Well, but they will actually sue us. They're mean. <laughs> oh. Okay, so you get to your mother's uh, bedroom, and uh, she is going to uh, kind of be waiting for you, and she's going to produce a beautiful harp. She's gonna for say, me mom you've grown up so much even within the last six months since I have seen you I no longer have use for this and it is mine from back in the days when I was in college and I wanted to give this to you uh, and so she hands you this harp it's, it's a little bit bigger uh, than the instrument that you're used to um, but still like it has a strap on it so you can sling it on your back uh, and carry it She's going to say, I hope that this will help keep you safe, should you need it to. It's beautiful. Now make sure you practice well with it, and stay in touch, and be safe. Yes, Mom. She's... I will return home and head to Soli in the morning. She's going to give you one final hug, and then say, now, now please make sure nobody sees you on the way out. So you sneak out, go to sleep. Next morning, you are summoned uh, to go meet with King Alcott again. Uh, he says, my, my scholars have done a lot of effort looking into these things that you brought. And he kind of like looks at the mask and says, we don't, we weren't able to find out much about this, but this, this orb, how did it work again? What, what did you say that it does? So when the orb was full, it was radiating out a lot of magic, but... And while that was happening, everyone except for the cultists and the purple elf, they were, they were frozen in time. They were awake 
and they were aware of what was happening, but they couldn't move or speak. This is most troubling because this is not magic that you saw. And he's going to kind of break apart one of the pieces of the orb. Uh, and inside it, you're going to see a whole bunch of like circuitry and wires. Oh. So this is this is some type of bastardization of the magic that we use. Our magic is pure, and it comes from the earth and the goddess herself. This is something that is attempting to steal or replicate our magic. This is this is most troubling indeed. You must find out who made this and how it was made. We cannot let this develop further. Awesome. Um, may I have a piece of it back to bring to Soli with me so they can also examine? Yes, yes, of course. Yes. We must do whatever we can. And with that, he will hand you the orb uh, and kind of bid you farewell and say, till we meet again, Diana. And I'm like, bye. He's like, bye. <laughs> scurry along and I hit the road to Soli. So Molden, after three days have passed, uh, you have been able to control your wild shaping uh, with ease. Uh, you're, you're doing it perfectly and Kazri uh, comes up to you uh, and talks to you and says, oh, oh, I've never seen anybody get it this quickly. You truly are going to be a great druid one day. I mean, you already are a great druid, but you're going to be an even greater druid. Um, so um, I need to talk to you, though. You mentioned another group when I brought you here. Who is this group? I only knew of the one elf. Yeah, the the elf that you wanted me to go and see that you also apparently don't know. Um he was also taken in by this queen, and she sent me and him and a half-orc and a monk that doesn't talk and a and her her personal concubine that never stops talking on on this mission for her what was the what was the mission Ooh, that sounds exciting i haven't been on a mission in years we we had to go she sent us to the village of nova novia 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 yeah that one and there was a big watchtower that had this glowing ball over it um most of the time that i was there i was actually in a different i was wild shaped into other animals, so I don't remember exactly, but... What was this ball? I, I don't really know, because I was... Like, I saw it from afar, and I knew I could feel magic emanating from it. But then when we were in the tower, I turned into a dog. And whenever I was no longer a dog, we were, we were away from there by that point. And I, I don't really have complete recall of what happened then because I was a dog. Did did the Merciful Divine tell you why she was sending you to Noviant? Uh, she just said that they normally send reports. They normally send daily reports, and she hadn't gotten one in, in a day or so. What? And she wanted us to go and investigate. 
And, and what did you find other than this blue glowy thing? Uh, there were also people wearing strange masks. I remember when we made it to the top of the watchtower where the blue ball was, I remember the ball was there and there was a woman that was also in this cult. And then for some reason, I'm remembering that she turned into a cloud of dust and flew away. But other than that, it's all hazy and jumbled with my dog memories. This is not good. He kind of like mutters under his breath. We must find out what they wanted. It is not good that they attacked Noviat. Uh, I've heard of similar attacks popping up elsewhere throughout the world. But there was the other thing. We, the from what it sounded like, the rest of the group was saying was that when when the the glowy ball got destroyed, time started again. Um, thing time started flowing again. No. I guess it was frozen. I don't know anything so. of that that kind of magic. This is most alarming. That is not natural magic. No orb should be able to control time. You you must find out what, what is going on. The attack on Novia cannot be a coincidence. It is one of our sacred places. As well as I heard attacks around Elin. It cannot be a coincidence. You must rejoin this group and get to the bottom of what happened. Did did Wait, they find no, anything? Noviat Noviat's one of your one of your special sacred places? Where where are all of your sacred places? These are places of the moon? Yes. Or were places of the moon. Would I have learned about the others during my training? No. Oh. Then I would press him on like where the other sacred places of the moon are. We only know of a few. A lot of them happened before there was much writing. We know of the stories passed down from our tribe, from our circle. But there are other circles. The moon is not the only circle. Are there other druids out there? Yes. There are many others. What okay. is currently Noviat used to be our holy city. But it was destroyed eons ago. And a town was erected over it. But legend has it that remnants of that old city still remain. They must have been after that. That's why they attacked Elin, too. Go... Talk to the Merciful Divine. She will have an answers about this. She, they have more knowledge of history than, than we do. Uh, that woman is awful. She means if she well. throws me, If she throws me into a jail cell again, I am, I am having squirrels too for dinner. And I give him the most evil eye I can muster. And he kind of like cowers down. And then turns into a chipmunk and uh, scurries up and like rubs uh, rubs his like head against your chin. And then he like turns back into himself as he's jumping off and says, your training is complete. You must go now. We we haven't much time left. I... I will, I will help, um, but I, I, I'm still not on board with this whole "you guys think I'm a savior" thing. I'm, I'm doing this because I want to get back to my village, and everything that I've seen and heard is leading me to believe that whatever issue is happening right now and in the next two months is what caused my village to disappear a lot sooner. So, I, I will help to go fix that, 
and then I'm going back home to my village. Oh, you were... Thank you so much. And I would go back to Jacob and talk to all the people and be like, thank you for the training. I would say this to the half-orcs from like way away because I still am not comfortable around them. And so as you're getting ready to leave and you um, say your, your goodbyes and thank yous, um, a beautiful elf woman uh, is going to walk up to you uh, that you haven't really met yet. Uh, she seems a little older than everyone else, but still very beautiful. Um, she's probably around 800 years old. So like even old for an elf, but they don't really uh, change their appearance a whole lot. Um, but she just like walks with like a very much like she's been around, has seen a lot of shit. Um, and she's going to say, come, I, I shall walk you out. I am Giselle. I am one of the elder ones here. And I am sure a lot of this must be hard for you to understand. And honestly, it doesn't matter if you are the savior. Esmeralda's predictions have been hit or miss. But what's important, and she kind of like looks back at everyone, uh, so you're now, toward, uh, you're now towards the end uh, of uh, the, the big opening, kind of heading back towards the cave. Uh, she looks back and says, what's, what's important is that they believe you are the savior. When the time comes, if we must fight, you being here has given them that purpose to fight. But I don't want you to think that you are on your own. We may not look like much here, but we have people everywhere. We have eyes up in the sky if you need us. We have people who will be worms in the dirt, crows in the, in the fields, sheep. You just need to call out, and we should be able to come to your aid if need be. I also want to give you this. And she hands you a, a staff uh, that's very intricately carved out of wood. Uh, and it looks very similar kind of to your one that you already have to your quarterstaff um, except at the top its head is shaped into a python oh that's exciting and so she hands it to you and she says take some time with this and I think if you are ever in a bind this might just be able to help get you out thank you I, I will I will treasure it and also thank you for not putting the weight of the universe on me like the rest of your village did. The rest of the circle did. They are simple people. I, I remember hope I a be time. I as you one day. Thank you, my boy. They don't remember a time when we weren't living in this cave. They've spent their entire lives here. I'm fortunate to, to not have done that. They, they need simple things and simple answers. But it is what's in here, and she kind of like puts her hand on your heart, uh, that, that really makes up what a true hero is. And with that, she kind of gives you a hug and bids you farewell. So, Cade, you are walking down the hallway with the handmaiden to the Merciful Divine, and you arrive at the Merciful Divine's bedchambers, where not like not her bedroom, but 
yeah. the kind of private sitting area that you guys have been, you know, visiting her at a lot for private conversations. Uh, and the doors are closed. And she just turns to you and says, you can go in. The Merciful Divine is expecting you. Okay. So, Jade will, like, stand and look at the door a little bit and then, like, just push it open and walk in. Okay. So, when you walk in, um, you see the Merciful Divine standing in front of a giant map of all of Siffindale. Uh, And there are a bunch of, like, glowing areas on it that are kind of, like, pulsing. Um, and she is in her hand holding one of the pieces of that blue orb that you guys had found, uh, kind of looking at it troubled uh, and says, oh, Cade, come on in. And she seems a little distracted. Uh, sorry to bother you. Merciful oh, it's, it's, it's no bother. I hear your training with Haddon has been going very well. He has said great things about you. Yes, and I, I wanted to come and, and thank you personally for for everything that you've done so far. Of course, but that can't that can't be the only reason why you're coming to see me. No, um, I know that you've been busy. I haven't we haven't had a chance to talk since our last discussion, and I feel that I've left it in a not appropriate space. And I wanted to speak with you about that whole situation. Sure, go go on. She seems very distracted like throughout this entire conversation. Like something is on her mind. Okay, so I, I will walk up to the table and kind of like exude my presence to see if she will like pay attention because I'm like this is important to me so she she definitely kind of regains her focus and, and looks at you and says please okay. I'm, I'm sorry do, do go on so I know the last time we spoke you informed me that you are my mother you're my biological mother and I know that I have not been the most trusting or responsive guest. So I want to tell you that because of everything you've done, and because you've protected my family, and you brought my parents back on, I will follow you. But we are not family yet. So she's just going to kind of look at you and say, of course, I, I totally understand. And you have nothing to apologize for. Trust me, you are much better than your Calden uh, associate who's been going off with you uh, as far as graciousness. You have been nothing but gracious. And, and of course, I wouldn't expect you to treat me like your own mother. I didn't raise you. I didn't care for you when you were sick. I felt that you needed to know because it seems like your life is in danger. And I never considered myself to be much of a nurturing person. Mm. So I'm happy that you have found family and love and everything that I would not have been able to offer you. I just mm. hope that we can work together and yeah. know that I do care for you. Well, 
I appreciate that. I am not trying to be your new mom. I, I understand that. You have a nation to run. And he'll gesture to the, the map. And apparently a world to look over. And she just kind of stops and says, we, we will talk about this shortly. And then she pauses and says, oh, oh, good. Everybody else has arrived. Come, we must go to the basement and we can speak with Joanna. We have much, much to discuss that has happened over these weeks that you've been training. And now that everybody is back, it's, it's time that we talk to you about what has been going on. Thank you again so much for tuning in to another episode of Dungeons and Dragons and Bears. Oh my. Uh, I hope you've been enjoying these special episodes. I know I had a great time uh, planning them out with each of uh, our players. Uh, I know they had a great time doing it uh, as well. I promise you next week we will all be back together. Uh, we will be continuing the story as normal. There will be some, some Dungeons and Dragons being played. Uh, there'll be some dice being rolled and all of that fun stuff. If you're liking what you're listening to, please make sure you leave us a good review on iTunes or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts. It really does help us, and we really do appreciate it. Uh, And if you're following us on social media, you've probably noticed uh, some of the amazing portraits, the official character portraits that are coming in. Uh, Glugtars was posted last week. More are going to be on the way. Those are a huge shout out and thank you to Anthony Donovan at the House of Pop Culture podcast who is doing those for us. Uh, Please check out their podcast. Please check out these drawings. Uh, Send us all your love. If you're not already following us on social media, please do that. If you have any questions or or comments, you just want to talk to us, uh, please reach out and we are happy to talk to you until next week.